Welcome to Fly on the Wall. We are Tracy Gillette and Heather Maddox, and we met on Instagram. We both run successful real estate businesses in different markets in Washington state. Our mission is to bring real estate brokers together and have created a community called Collaboration Over Competition. Every other month, we host a traveling supper club where 10 brokers plus one lucky lender come together in conversation to level up our businesses and our industry over a fantastic meal. Supper club is only three hours long and the conversation is always cut short. So this podcast is an opportunity for two dinner guests to dive deeper and the rest of you to be a fly on the wall to their conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Fly on the Wall, a deep dive into real estate life. And we are Tracy Gillette. And I am Heather Maddox. Paige was at our supper club in Spokane. And today we're giving her an opportunity to choose and ask another attendee anything she wants. When we see someone having success in real estate, we're all wondering, what's their secret sauce? So for the next half hour, we're going to try to figure it out. Yep. So welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for being here. We're so glad you're here. Thank you guys for having me. I always love an opportunity to chat with you guys. Yay. So why don't you tell us who you are? Yeah. So I am Paige Miller. My maiden name is Burnett. I run a team here in beautiful Gig Harbor, Washington with my sister that's called Burnett Real Estate Co. We are brokerage with Keller Williams and Gig Harbor is like 20 minutes across the Narrows Bridge from Tacoma or like 45 minutes southwest of Seattle if there were no traffic, which is unfortunately (laughs) not our reality. And I sell residential real estate, uh, also land, and I also do short-term rentals with my husband. So oftentimes you can also find us in Westport. Oh, Um, nice. Yes. I have been in real estate since 2011. It's the only career I've had. So I've definitely just, I dove right in and never looked back. You and Heather, Heather have that in common that it's the only thing you've ever done. Yeah. And then for the same reason I was attracted to Heather being in Renton, you caught my eye because you own in Westport and that is like one of my childhood special places. So I love that you work there. To one of our rentals. Yes. How many, do you have multiple Airbnbs in Westport? Yeah, we just closed on our second one. Um, The house directly next door to our original Westport rental came up for sale and we had to buy it, had to figure out a way to buy it. Actually, two homes came up for sale and we were like, oh my gosh, we can't buy both at the moment. (laughs) So like, we have to decide which one we're going to jump on. You should have sent the other one to me. Yeah. Airbnb ownership is a whole other podcast, which we always love to talk about, but I'm going to just ask one quick Airbnb question. Um, so about how many nights does your Westport rent yearly? Um, our occupancy rate is around 67%. That is so good. Yeah. We gave Paige the opportunity to choose one other person at our Spokane supper club who either intrigued her, inspired her, or maybe she just felt like she didn't get enough time to talk to her. And so Paige, who did you choose? I chose Becca Pekena out of Lewiston, Lewiston, Idaho. Idaho. Love it. Love it. Welcome Becca. 
Welcome. Thank you you for having me. Why don't you first tell us who you are before Paige tells us more about why she chose you? Okay. Yeah. So my name is Becca McKenna. Um, I'm in Lewiston, Idaho, which is right on the border of Clarkston, Washington. Um, Between the two towns, we probably have about a population of around 40,000 people. So we're relatively small. Um, I have been licensed since 2004. And um, I'm a a co-owner of my company. And then I also actively sell real estate. And I specialize in residential, um, a little bit of commercial um, land, but primarily I I work residential and um, assist my agents however, however I can. Love it. And I, um, when we were at Supper Club, you mentioned that you got your start originally um, in property management, which is a similar start to Tracy. So um, I think that's like such a an important background to have. And, and people are always asking us questions about the rental market. And I always feel like I have to tell them, Oh, I'm just not really an expert when it comes to property management. So I feel like that background is so, um, key and, and useful in, you know, a successful real estate career. Sure. Yeah. Property management, you know, is a whole different thing. And I stayed there for about three years um, so it was a small part of my career, but it's definitely where I got my, you start. learn a lot quickly and you learn you it's do. something you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely its own thing. Um, really interesting and probably a different, uh, podcast for that as yes, well. Probably. Uh, but yeah, I definitely learned a lot through property management. I grew a lot through property management. Um, I'm naturally, like we have talked before about being introverted. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally introverted and somewhat of a people pleaser. So um, you get yeah. a backbone working in property management and yeah, I came out do. of that a little tougher. Um, For sure. So true. I'm curious, thought. Becca, um, Lewiston, what is sort of the the makeup there what's the industry um is it does there recreational draws like why do people live there yeah so we're really close to recreation so we're in a little city with all the amenities but you can be where we have a river that runs right through us too actually the Clearwater and the snake river Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of jet boating um hell's canyon is you know we're the gateway to hell's canyon so jet boating uh, river recreation, and then we have the mountains, fishing, pretty much anything recreational that you would want to do is, Got it. is nearby. Um, Great. We In have, the industry, what, how do yeah. people make money? So we have a um, pulp and paper mill. It's called Clearwater Paper, um, and that employs a lot of people here in our valley. Um, we also have ammunition industry here, mm. uh, which is another large employer. Um, so a lot of different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, we have a hospital here in Lewiston, there's a hospital in Clarkston. So we pretty much have, you know, a lot of the things Got that, it. that the Great. plants employ a lot of people. That totally makes sense. Well, we are so glad you're here. Why don't we have Paige tell us why you picked Becca? As soon as I walked in the room for supper club, um, I ended up just walking up to her randomly and being like, Hey, I'm Paige. (laughs) Um, and we got introduced, um, and 
the fact that she's from Lewiston was actually funny to me because she was shocked to know that I've actually been there. <laughs> uh, but I'm a horse girl. And so I had gone there with girlfriend shopping for a horse. Um, oh, wow. But then, <laughs> yes, random. But then she intrigued me um, because not only does she sell a good amount of residential real estate, she also has the brokerage. And um, that is always intriguing to me because that's like a totally different beast. Mm-hmm. And then, as you guys have already touched on, um, the property management situation is interesting. Um, I never dabbled in property management, but I have dealt with property management companies that I have not been thrilled with. So I also was like, tell me more about this. Do you self-manage your Airbnb? I do. Airbnbs. Yes. There's one that we have a property management company. Um, mm -hmm, yes, but otherwise I do it. Got it. My biggest question is balancing the brokerage and her own residential Mm. sales and helping those clients. Um, so kind of a day in the life of like, what does that look like? Like, do you try and do the brokerage stuff on certain days and otherwise you're focusing on your clients or how does that kind of pan out? That's a great question. I love this question. question. This is what I would want to be a fly on the wall to, to hear. And I think that this is a, is a good question also, um, because a lot of people who have aspirations for ownership also enjoy selling and want to know, you know, how you do both. So this is great. Yeah. So I think the balance thing, that's something that is a struggle, even just when you're focusing on one thing. So if it's just the real estate portion, being a realtor, I don't know if people really understand until they're in it, what a balancing act that is. And real estate is really intrusive. And I mean that in a loving way, but because people have access to us at all times, it's hard to uh, balance work, family, and you know, find boundaries there. Um, so I've worked on that throughout my career. And then adding in the brokerage as well, it's something that you just continue to work at. And some days I'm good at it. And some days, you know, the balance is definitely um, not where it needs to be. But I treat real estate as a full-time job. So if I don't you know, if I don't have anything going on, appointments or things out in the field, I'm in the office. Um, I try to be here as much as I can because if I'm here, then I'm also available for my clerical people. I'm available for my agents. So my door is open and they're able to reach me at the office. They can call me. So I'm pretty open and I'm also a co-owner. So I share the responsibility with my partner and I love, I love that. Um, Personally, at this stage of my life, I wouldn't want to go at it alone. I think that it's good to to have a team, you know, people that are there to help and support you. So um, he does his part, you know, and I do mine. And when he's on vacation, I'm here. And when I'm on vacation, he's here. And that is a big part of balancing it for me. That makes sense. How do you deal with with the feeling that your agents might get that you are a competitor? How do you deal with that? Um, I think that I was kind of raised in this office. So a lot of the agents that I have, they have known me from a really young age. And so that relationship, you know, was already there. But I think that that's a really, you know, real concern that people could have having a competing broker. Um, I don't take any floor calls. I don't I don't compete with my agents in that way. Um, so if there's a lead that's coming into the office and it's just 
a general lead where they want to talk to a agent um, or an email inquiry, whatever it is, that's not ever going to go to me unless there's nobody around that can service that and I'm not I'm the only option. So I work by my own sphere and my own referrals and relationships that I've made. Um, and I think that my agents trust me. Um, I think that they know that they don't have to worry that, you know, I'm going to be trying to undermine them or steal their business. And so the trust is a huge thing. But yeah, I mean, that could that could definitely be you know, a real thing. And I've heard other people in the industry, even in my area, talk about competing brokers and like it's a negative, um, there's a stigma to it. So how many, how many agents do you have? We have 12. Okay. Including me and my partner. Oh, okay. Great. That's, that feels like a nice, like tight, good, you know, group that like you would have some really good trust with them. Yeah. And we're pretty eclectic in the way that, you know, some of us are, we're ready to get after it. And then we have some people that are going to be hanging it up, you know, within the next couple of years. And so some of our agents have been in the industry for 40 years and that's a wealth of knowledge for me. You know, I've learned so much through their mentorship, you know, so it's kind of funny to be in an owner position, but I learn from a lot of the people that are still here working closely with me. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, and then we have a couple of people that, you know, just kind of hang their license too, and they're not, you know, they're doing more referral work. So got it. It's, it's kind of broad. What's your favorite part of being, having the owner title versus being an agent? Like what's the, your favorite part of that job? I really just enjoy, I enjoy helping my agents and coming up with new ideas and ways for them to succeed. And I, I'm fulfilled in that way. And, you know, I also am able to succeed. Um, and then, you know, when you are an owner, you just have a seat at a different table and you get to talk to the other brokers and collaborate with them. And. Oh, that uh, happens there. Yeah, but I, we need more of it. And that's how I came to you guys initially was talking about how are you collaborating? Cause we need more of this, you know, in yeah. our, in our industry, but yeah, pretty much any broker in our area, I have a relationship with, and I can call them and they can call me at any time and we can, we can talk about things. And that is really nice um, to have just kind of open lines of communication mm-hmm. relationships. I think throughout real estate in all areas are that's the number one key to success in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. so whether that's with another broker, owner, realtor, you know, whoever it might be. So true. Paige, did you have any follow-up questions? Oh yeah. I was just going to ask. Um, so you said that you grew up in this brokerage basically, um, and it's a smaller brokerage in a smaller market. So my curiosity is around um, like how competitive it is with maybe some franchise brokerages or um, how that kind of works. And it seems like in a smaller town, people might know five agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and how have you kind of overcome being one of five agents that people know in a small town and uh, maintaining business? Yeah, for sure. So you're right. I mean, everyone seems to know five agents or more, you know, um, so it's competitive. And I think that a lot of times at the end of the day, it comes down to whose relationship is tighter. And 
there's some business I'm not going to get in the foreseeable future because they, you know, they have their realtor and, and that's okay. Um, so I just really nurture my sphere and my past clients and my future clients and I build relationships with them and they're authentic and that leads them to refer me to their people that they trust and love because they know that I'm going to take care of them in the same way that I took care. I'll, I'll take care of their friends the same way I took care of them, you know, or their right. family. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not cutthroat. I'm not going to be out there, you know, doing anything crazy to get other people's people in their sphere. Um, it's just kind of the nature of the beast and everyone pretty much does know each other and you just nurture your relationships the best that you can. And that pays off. And, you know, I saw on something it could have been on one of your guys's, but what's for you is for you and what's for them is for them. And mm -hmm. it's not going to change. Like what's for me will find me. And that doesn't mean be complacent, you know, yeah. I still have to do my part, but I'm a believer in that. I'm, I'm curious. Um, so you kind of have two businesses. You got, you've got your ownership business and you've got your real estate sales business. Like which is more lucrative? Um, currently, um, my personal sales is more lucrative. Okay. I'm, I'm always curious about ownership because from a realtor perspective, looking at the model for ownership, it doesn't feel, uh, you know, over the top lucrative, unless you just have tons and tons and tons of agents, right? Like you, you could have the top broker selling 200 houses a year. And the model that is current doesn't really pay you back for, yeah. for keeping, retaining that agent, Absolutely, which I think is kind of a little broken, but so I just kind of was curious if, if you are into the brokerage ownership for the mentorship leadership and fulfillment that it brings you versus it being a huge business moneymaker. Yeah, no, that's, that is currently what it's for, for me. And you're right. I feel like if, if you don't have a lot of bodies, I mean, work as yeah. something that's going to be super lucrative. And I think that with a lot of bodies can come a lot of headache and mm -hmm. I don't mean to be, you know, oh, yeah. insensitive or, or rude, but there's, when you're dealing with people and you have all these people in your brokerage, not everybody's going to get along. There's just going to be there's going to be things that happen. So the more people, it can be a problem. Totally. And so Paige, you essentially own your own company as well. A uh, little bit different structure, but you're operating in a leadership role too. Let's flip that question to you and tell us a little bit about what your model is like and why, why are you in a leadership role? Yes. Yeah, so my sister technically owns Burnett Real Estate Co. And as one of the air quotes, top producing agents on that team, um, I have also slid into leadership and mentorship. Um, I started coaching new agents back in 2017. And so, and that was outside of the team. That was just for our brokerage. So it was just a natural progression for me to also mentor and help the agents that we have on our team. And we've had many different iterations since BRC was founded in 2018. 
Um, so we've had great top producing agents on the team. We've had brand new agents. We've had tons of turnover and our current iteration is probably the best. We're always like figuring out what isn't working or like failing forward very fast and just trying to implement what is working. And we're always like our current state is always our best state. Um, so you, you in your leadership role for your company, do you make an income from that leadership role? I do not. You do not. You, you are making income from your sales. I have a coaching and consulting arm of my business that is separate from our team. And that is income producing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And I find um, that that, um, in terms of actual profit margin, mm -hmm. um, works really well versus the team model. Gotcha. Generally. Yeah, yeah, we we love a leadership owner, um, you know, brokerage conversation. This is something that uh, Tracy has passion about, and we often are bouncing around just discussion around it. So this is like just fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like my sister has a giant vision always. Mm -hmm. And I have more of the brain that is like, okay, and how are we going to do that? How are we going to implement that? When we were really building out like our operation side of the team, I was getting paid a consulting fee for doing that, mm -hmm. but I'm not like on staff for the team, mm -hmm. but okay. I was behind the scenes being like, okay, this is how all the processes should work. Um, and this is what we need to implement. And then we have um, two salaried staff members that will be, that carry out those huh. systems and implement them and make them better over time. When do we get to meet your sister? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't met her or don't know her already. I need like to a know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is fantastic. So Becca, let's flip things around a little bit. And is there any questions that you left supper club really wanting to ask Paige? What? What do you want to know more about Paige? I have pretty much no experience in teams. We don't have a team, a true team within our brokerage, and we never really have. Um, so everything about Paige intrigues me as far as the way she works. And I would love to be a fly on the wall and just watch how her team operates and just, well, like, how, how do you do your delegations, you know, like I know you have certain people that have certain roles, but what are you responsible for? Cause I've seen some of your stuff going back through your Instagram and you're taking your water samples and you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot of the legwork. So what page do you do that you don't delegate out to your team members? I mean, I'm still definitely a full-time agent. So if something needs to get done, like a water sample, that's not something I do regularly, but if it needs to get done or I have an out-of-state client or something, that's for sure something I'm going to make happen. Um, the biggest piece of leverage for us was hiring a on-staff full-time transaction coordinator because she is super high-powered. She is not just pushing the paper back and forth. She has everything that is very dialed in that is on brand with how we want to do service. And 
our team's whole motto is you get white glove service, no matter if you're spending $10,000 or $100 million, like you are going to get the same level of service. And so our transaction coordinator has made that just an outstanding process for our clients and an outstanding process for our agents because as you all know, when we're out in the field, we're running around doing a million things. It's really hard to maybe deliver that white glove service all of the time. Um, and so she's just kind of mission control that is making sure that people are getting over communicated to, which is wonderful because we don't always have time to do that so that they feel like they know exactly what's going on in the process. Um, that's awesome. And then we've, yeah, that's yeah, great. we've always had someone that also does our marketing because I am not the creative in that way. And so that's super critical, but at the same time, I always state it that the client and I are at the center of the transaction, but we're going to have a lot of people participating and the perimeter to like make it all come together, but you and I are in the middle. So Ooh, you that. might be hearing from other people um, and they might be giving you a bunch of crucial information, but if you ever have any questions, you can always circle back to me as well. That's such a good That's way to form really that. I know visual. that a lot of, um, a lot of old school real estate leaders always say your clients only want to hear from you. Like you are their person. They don't want other people involved. And that hasn't been my experience at all. They just feel like there's more people taking care of them. But I, I'm curious. So with these added services, because having someone in, in marketing for your team and having someone as a transaction coordinator for your team, you know, those are extra benefits that the average broker doesn't usually have unless they seek them out for themselves. You're providing that as a service for your broker. So, um, is that an additional fee that your agents pay it to participate in that or it's just included in in the their that's part of our value proposition so our team is very unique in a few ways one way is that we um we don't run a business with that's heavy on internet leads we run a business that is very sphere focused and we really just teach and train our agents to be able to do that for themselves and we are a best fit for an agent that wants that sphere-based business and they just want to plug in to our brand and what we have going on and all of these services so that they okay. can go and do the part that they are good at. Can I join your in. team? <laughs> yes, please do. Um, Let's talk. <laughs> is it you and your, your sister are the two agents or, or there's more agents on your team? We have a third agent as well right now. Okay. Great. When our, and our team has gone, like I said, many iterations. Um, so at one point we had, I think six agents. Wow. Um, which yeah, we, like I said, we've built and we built with transactions and agents. And then we were like, well, this has some flaws. So then we kind of went backwards and we were like, now we need to rebuild infrastructure so that we can handle that load mm -hmm. of um, transactions. And that's why I feel like the agents, like agent life on our team has never been better because oh, well, of all so of the good. infrastructure we have. That's so good. Systems I love it. Make the world go round. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I just learned so much about each of you. Becca. We heard a little bit about your business and 
a little bit about you. Let's see if we have you figured out. Will you share with us two things that are true and one thing that's a lie about your business? And then Heather Page and I will try to figure out which one is the lie. Sure. I would love to. All right. So we were a Remax franchise for a decade. Okay. I was awarded Realtor of the Year, and I am married to my business partner. Ah. Hmm. That last okay. one's actually one I've wondered. But I wondered I as well, but ask. I think that's the lie. I also think that's the lie. Although the Remax one is tricky. <laughs> Because I know their company has been around for like a hundred years. And I'm sure that you were awarded Realtor of the Year. I'm sure. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. We know that. I'm going to go with number three. Are you all guessing or is that it? Yeah. Yeah, We all guess. Everybody guess number three. You're not married to your business partner. I am not married to my business partner. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one though. I had the second guess. I was like. Good job, you guys. "Hmm." Okay. So who is your business partner? So my business partner is a man named Dick White. And Dick White is the grandson of Ray J. White, who founded our company in 1921. Wow. The longest running real estate brokerage here in our town. Um, We've had a name change. So River Cities Real Estate is what we are currently known as. And we did that in 2019 when he and I came together as business partners. But yeah, he hired me when I was 18. Uh, to work in his property management office. So cool. So wow. Okay. So all three of us, the real estate is all we've ever known. Yeah. Uh, You know, that is, that's unusual. It is That's really unusual. Super unusual. Okay. So then what does your husband do? He is actually a counselor for the County and he specializes in substance abuse counseling. So drug and alcohol. Wow. That's hard work. Yeah, yeah really but he's work. super supportive. So he can, I have like a counselor, you know, like at my house. So, yeah. so that's, oh. you know, we need those sometimes. I need oh. an on-staff counselor. Oh gosh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my next hire. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone next should be in counseling. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, well, Becca, thank you so much for giving us a peek into your business today and Paige for being curious to know more. Um, If you're listening and want to follow along on Becca and Paige's real estate journeys, we are going to ask them now to share their Instagram handle. So Becca, what's your Instagram that people can follow along? So mine is Becca underscore Pekina underscore realtor. So a little bit tricky. Um, We'll put it, we'll put it in the episode notes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. (laughs) And Paige, what about yours? Mine is page underscore sells underscore real estate. Perfect. We have so many underscores going on today. Underscore. Well, thank (laughs) you so much to our listeners and our guests. We look forward to introducing you to our next, next guests on our next episode. Thanks Paige and Becca. Thank you so much. Talk. Hi. Oh, hold on. When I plugged in my microphone, it got weird. Select a microphone. Select a speaker. Okay, talk again. Hi. Okay, now I can hear you.
Alright. I'm Tracy Gillette. And I'm Heather Maddox. And this has been A Fly on the Wall. We will see you next time when we will be joined by Carrie Sliger and Samara Beeler. Both Carrie and Samara are five years into their businesses and they tell us the evolution of their journeys. At Collaboration Over Competition, we've just released some new classes and a stand-up comedy event. For more information, follow us on Instagram or head over to the website.